You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Welcome to Band Geek. Um, we're going to do another tribute episode today. Um, as you know, or you may not know, the Band Geeks are uh, prog rock fans. I think uh, it sort of comes with the territory of being a geek that you automatically like bands like Yes, uh, Rush, Genesis, Dream Theater, and of course, one of the founding pioneers of prog rock, Keith Emerson and Emerson Lake and Palmer. Despite the fact that we're playing a song by Modest Mazorgsky. Mazorgsky. <laughs> and he's playing it with a catcher's mitt on right now. <laughs> yeah, we didn't prepare that song. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, Keith Emerson just passed away. And uh, so we're going to do a serious but not serious band geek episode because I don't think we're capable of doing a serious band geek episode. Um, so, yeah. Uh, when I was... Hey, who's here? What? Oh, I'm Who sorry. Is? I should do this. Thank you, Andy. Andy's, Andy's keeping me in line today. Good, good job, <laughs> Andy. Uh, I'm Richie Castellano. Uh, hey. Joining me today on the keyboards is Andy Ascalis. Hello. And on the drum set the drum today... Set. Drum set. And uh, sample operation... <laughs> uh, Andrew Graziano. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Well, you can't wear it. Out. And we're doing a and we're doing a three piece uh, band geek. We're today only because, allowed to have three. Pieces. Yeah, if you yeah. can't do it three pieces, you suck. So, <laughs> well, and you we could do. still have three pieces and suck. Yes, that's true. <laughs> we will demonstrate shortly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys how I. Uh, what is that supposed to be on out there? It's not on. It's just charging. Okay. You worry about what you're going to say I'm and your pretty just, face, just, and I'll worry about the equipment here. Okay. Um, so, I I'll tell you when I discovered progressive rock. I was uh, 14 years old, and no, I, I was 14, and I was really into uh, you know what you 1994. I was you into, were into the Beatles. Well, I was into the Beatles, but I was also into like Stone Temple Pilots and Aerosmith and whatever bands. And you know, I like Green Day, but you know, I like the Beatles. I like Elvis. I liked uh, you know music of, of that, that era. Um, and my uncle used to have an argument with me. Like I'm thinking, I like the Beatles. I'm like the deepest person in the world. <laughs> Meanwhile, like everybody likes the fucking Beatles. You know, so that's <clears throat> no. Does it make you special? Does it make me special? So. I'm thinking like, oh, I know every Beatles song. I know I have like, you know, I'm like Rain Man of the Beatles at that point. And my uncle Phil told me, he goes, you only like music you can dance to. I'm like, what? I know every Beatles song. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you only like music you can dance to. Try listening to Yes, you know, or Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, or Genesis. So um, I, I ignored him. Uh, he, he played me a few things, and I was like, I don't like this. And then I was 14, and I played a gig at... A local uh, school function, and uh, it was a <laughs> it was one of those things where we played a gig, and my dad said something to me after the gig. He was like, "That was one of the worst gigs you've ever played," which is <laughs> odd because I was just telling these guys before a story that it had the same punchline. <laughs> that was one of the worst gigs you've ever played. <laughs> so um, he's like, "Yeah," and then he said something like, I, "I know it's it's meant to encourage me," but he said something like. You're gonna spend your whole life making up for that kick. <laughs> so um, I went home and I felt like shit, and I was like, "Damn, like, oh, I suck." So I had that uh, that I had like you know, yes, fragile with me, um, and I and I learned the hardest song on it, "Heart at Sunrise," and I sat there and learned the whole thing, like right there, like 14 years old, because I was like mortified. Is that on guitar or bass or? 
I learned it on guitar first, and then like you know, later on. I did the opposite. I learned it on bass first. Mm-hmm. That's probably because you already knew the guitar part. So yeah. Like, All right. Um, and then you know, what was what was weird about prog rock is I didn't. I guess it's sort of like jazz. Um, I didn't like it at first at all <laughs> until I tried to play it because I listened to it, it was like this is this is like nonsense. It's just like you know this. I can't clap to it. I can't like you know. It's just it's just random stuff like smushed together, you know? And when I tried to play it and I, and I learned how to listen to it with, you know, a, I guess a more critical ear, I said, wow, this is brilliant. You know, like I can't write stuff like this. I, I you know, I, I can't play stuff like this. So that really got me into it. And, and from Yes Fragile, I jumped over to um, Brain Salad Surgery by uh, ELP. I jumped over to uh, Foxtrot by Genesis, and that was, and then a couple of years later, or maybe that year, or or next year, I met you, yeah. Andy Graziano. You must have shown me that stuff for the first time because I don't think I found it on my own. Well, I know. Well, you <clears throat> you introduced me to Deep Purple, which I Deep Purple I, I was way into. Yeah, I never heard, and I knew Smoke on the Water, and that's it. And you showed me like, listen to this song, Highway Star. And, oh yeah, and yeah that, right, like, right. we used to play it on the GB4. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> or the GB2, whichever one was the first one. Yes, yeah. and. Uh, so, you got me into that, and oh, yeah. and some of the more like heavy, like like Black Sabbath. Yeah, I, I was definitely into like the Maidens and the Sabbaths. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you and our mutual friend Joe Quintardo got me into uh, yeah. Iron Maiden, the classic rock and stuff. stuff. I was and I think into. and I got you into prog rock. Yeah. Um. So I remember listening to especially. I'm not sure if I had Fragile first, but definitely like when I got the Yes album for the first time, I was like, oh. Oh, that's like the. I think the Yes album is really the the place to start. Like, if you want to get into prog yeah. rock, that's like what you get first. I used to remember literally walking. I used to walk to school every day back and forth. So I had like about twenty minutes to listen to whatever. And so I would definitely used to like listen to things in depth and and over and over again. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great to play like uh, Yours Is No Disgrace. I was like, if I could play that song like yeah with a band like that, I could I could yeah that would be awesome. And that's that's sort of like when I was teaching. That's one of the things that I I felt bad, you know, for with, with kids. Like, like I had those heroes to look up to, and that was the bar. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I can only play this, mm-hmm. you know. And and a lot of students I had were just like, I only want to play this yeah. thing. I want to play that's not challenging to me. That that's like well, you know, within my level. Like, well, you should start listening to stuff that's too hard for you to play, and even if you don't like it, because playing it will make you better, and mm-hmm. then you'll be able to play the stuff you like better. You know, um, <clears throat> but the thing is, when you're in high school, which we were, you're arrogant and you're snooty. And when we got into, like you and I, especially uh, mm-hmm. Andy Graziano, I'm gonna call you Graz or Graziano for the rest of the That's episode. Um, when uh, when we got into it, we got really snobby about it. Like we oh, didn't sure. want to, you know. Like I- I'm thinking back to it, we had a pretty good band, and we could have played like you know, some really good like Van Halen or Led Zeppelin songs, <laughs> or like something like that wasn't like crazy. But mm-hmm. we were, like. No, fuck that. Like, we want to only play prog rock and the occasional blues to make our dads not mad at us. (laughs) So they'll keep driving us. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, there was a a thing. We had to play... We had to play a couple blueses mm-hmm. to, to make yeah, like yeah that's right that's right yeah make no here's what was we had to play a blues to make your dad uh, Raziano your dad happy uh-huh. we had to play like some sort of Stevie Wonder thing to make my dad happy <laughs> and we had to play a jazz number to make Andy's dad happy enter red clay yeah yeah um but the thing that I really liked about prog rock is that it was blues it was jazz it was you know that's a lot of stuff it it, it I mean, it's not really soulful, but in in their own way, it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Classical. Too. It, it was so classical. Taking, instead of just directly imitating the influences, they were kind of absorbing them and putting them out a slightly different way. Yeah, everything went through this blender, and and it came out in a really cool way. Um, and you know, when I see um, you know sixteen, seventeen year old metalheads who who are like, you know, this band's great, everything else sucks. Like, I get that. I yeah. totally get that because <laughs> I was like that, and you were like that, mm-hmm. and. And you, Andy Ascalisa over here, um, you know, we, me, me came and from Graziano, the rock world. <laughs> yeah, me and Graziano were were dead set on having a, a prog rock band, and 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 you were going to be in it, and they was, that was that. <laughs> and it didn't matter that you didn't like it. Yeah. Well, well the keyboards, <laughs> come on. No, but you know what it is like. I was able to play a, a E minor uh, pentatonic very fast. Yeah. On an organ sound. <laughs> Very there, good. You go, there you go. 
Um, I picture that in the Toucan Sam shirt. <laughs> With square jeans. <laughs> Andy wore square jeans and, and, uh, and Chikoria shirts for, uh, for, for his uh, adolescence. Um, but the thing is, like, at first... You had this, Andy. You had the same reaction that I had to prog rock, right. which is like, I don't want to play this. Like, I like what I like, and that's that. And then as you played it, you were like, Oh, I respect this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is, you know. And like, I remember the funniest thing is when you, like, you were like, I don't want to play this. I want to play jazz. Like, I'm like, we're a jazz band. We play jazz. You know, you join our band. We'll play jazz. No problem. <laughs> and you were li- you were listening to um, Carnival Nine, and you were like, He played St. Thomas. <laughs> like he like every time Keith Emerson that's would right. do a jazz quote, you're like. He just played a jazz. I'm like, Keith Emerson's actually a phenomenal <laughs> jazz musician. He's phenomenal. He yeah. So um, we had our band, and I think first we were called Function with a K because we tried to play funk, and that didn't work because <laughs> yeah. we're, we're like whiter than white. Funk town. <laughs> Function. Yeah, we had that like slightly blue, like you were talking about, the slight blues, the slight... Like, yeah, I mean, we didn't do much prog then, but when we when we got into prog, we changed our name to Speed of Sound. Yeah, because that's a prog name. Yeah, and, and we, would, we would watch videos of like, you know, Rick Wakeman and Keith Emerson and realizing that like, you know... Not so much Genesis, because Genesis is a lot of sitting there, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> except for Peter Gabriel and Phil mm-hmm. Collins. But uh, you know, we'd watch like those Rick Wakeman and Keith Emerson videos, and we'd see like the the thing about this music is it's so like grandiose that you have to be theatrical when mm-hmm. you play it. And so what we did was we had like a meeting, a band meeting, and we said we need capes <laughs> because they these guys have capes, and we need capes. So um, <laughs> so how did you get your cape made? Well, we went. We all went to we went Joanne to the, Fabrics, yeah, like Joanne Fabric, or one of those that we used to be by the mall, where the uh, no Sofro Fabrics in the, the mall. That's where we went. Sofro Fabrics, as yeah, where the uh, where the DMV used to be. Yep. Uh, we went in there. We bought. The, I think we bought like whatever the fabric was. We, we got sequins. Got the sequin one side and like a, a plain, like a satin. Yeah, we we, other, we, we had a meeting. Side. In a meeting, it's like we oh, decided these colors. Sequin on the outside, satin on the inside. I was red and black. Yes. You were yellow and green. Yes, and you I were blue, blue and, and silver. silver. Yeah, he was the, he was Israel over there. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you were Oregon, and you were you were you were like Jamaica or some shit. Yeah, I'm black, I'm black and red. No, you were you were uh, you were a uh, Dracula. I'm the goth kid. Yeah, the vampire. Uh, so who made your cape? I... Well, we all attempted to make it ourselves, right? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I might have had it done, but like I didn't do the the neck thing right, so I just kind of like stuck a chain through it. <laughs> so I never really like kind of. So you like, right. like Darth Vader, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Ginzo, uh, <laughs> the, the like Ginzo Brogger, like Anthony Junior. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. What, uh, well, who made your cape, uh, Andy? Uh, I tried to make it, and then my grandmother had to fix it. Right, so you had the professional. I too tried to make it. And then I uh, went to my, my Nana's house, and I said, uh, can you make me a cape? And she says, what the fuck do you want a cape for? <laughs> this is my Italian grandmother, by the way. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm in a band. We got capes. She goes, ah. She goes, or a cape? I was, like, I was like, Nana, you made outfits for the Chambers Brothers in the 70s. I've seen some wild shit that you made. You can make a cape. She's like, do you have fabric? I was like, yeah. She goes, you have elastic? I'm like, no. She's like, go to the store and buy elastic and come back. I was like, what do I need elastic for? She goes, if you want a cape, you need elastic. I know how to make a cape. She goes, oh, and buy a button hook. So I like went to the I went to like the craft store. I bought elastic and a button hook. And like an hour later, there's I had a cape and it was bitching. Like it, the elastic like cinched around my neck. You know what I mean? And it flowed. Right? I was like, damn, grandma, you nailed this. So yeah, she made it, she made it in the kitchen of the music store. Yeah, you button hooked me. I didn't know you were gonna button hook me. Yeah. <laughs> so we played our our first uh one of our first gigs. Um, at the Red Line, the Red which was Line. a rehearsal I, studio, okay. uh, right on Morningstar Road in Staten yeah. Island and Richmond Terrace. Richmond Terrace, and uh, we came out with our capes, uh-huh. and and I remember like hearing the buzz from the audience because <laughs> like there were bands playing like Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. There was like you know some you punk played bands. before what? you were in the band before you were playing drums and That's you had like right. a big caveman. Yeah, I was I was sitting in with Marcus, Tenth Planet from the Sun. Um, <laughs> so we. Lovely we dance. played and and here was I don't know if we were very good or not but I remember the um I remember the feedback from kids in the audience saying like I don't know if these guys are good but I like those fucking kids <laughs> <laughs> these guys they got something. They got you know. something going yeah, on. They, they, got, they got a lot of movement. <laughs> yeah, these guys got capes, and, and that's okay. And not only that, but we, we also had Muff, too. 
as, oh, as, yeah. the, as the uh, like the like unofficial mascot, if you will. Muff, who's not here today, he um he wore my sister's. He really leggings. went for it. He did. He yeah, went like for a, it. he had like a white tight bodysuit, and and he looked like with, basically with, with, with like underwear, underwear, with and some then kind he of had a cape. Yeah, he had a, he had a cape that looked like the planets. Yeah, or he had the, the planets <laughs> prints on what's. And he was our mascot. Just used to dance in the middle. And of the he used stage. to do the the, the laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that thing. Yeah. We we did not get laid at no, all. No, <laughs> no, not a girlfriend. Nope, not one in the bunch. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> as a side note, we're all married now. Yes, yeah, we're, we're all married. I didn't even have a. Yeah. <laughs> and so. my wife has seen my cape, and she still remains married to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that first gig we did, I think we had Carnival Nine as the opener. I think we did Roundabout. We did a lot of weird stuff. We did uh, fish. We did, yeah, we did Maze by Fish. There was a girl That's I liked right. who liked that song, yeah, yeah. so we did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Which turns out to be a, an amazing Fish song. It's like one of their best songs. Oh, we did um, uh, Crash Burn by Crash Blues Burn. Traveler. Yes. That was on the list. We that had, was a good uh, one. At one point, I, maybe it was earlier, but we used to do uh, Man in the Box by Alice oh, yeah. in Chains. Mm-hmm. We used to do... Yeah. So, see, I think we did, so obviously there's no rhyme or reason to what we would do. It's no. like, oh, we, this, we wouldn't sound good playing. What this. was Let's the blues? Play. We tried we everything. To, what was the blues? We oh, we did play? looking back, looking right, back, looking the back. Papa Chubby. That's yeah, right. yeah, the um, I remember. And uh, a little later, we used to do the other one, the Palace of the King. Palace of the King. Yeah. We did, but uh, right. in terms of Prague, we did yeah. uh, Carnival Nine. We tried to do Tarkus. Uh, yeah, a few I don't times. Think we ever really actually physically did that. We did the other one from Tarkus. We did the. Yeah, that one, whatever it is, whichever, whatever it is, but um, whatever uh, movement I, that one is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had a drummer who who was like a um in Staten Island. I'm sure it's like like this all over the country, but in like 1996, maybe 95, there was a huge hardcore movement. Yes. And how would you describe hardcore music? Um, I don't know. It's like uh, it's like metal, but like punky metal, or but it's aggressive and it's a lot of like. I don't know. know if it is hardcore or was hardcore, but I used to like Helmet, and I kind of thought of them in sort of a hardcore vein. But I think hardcore is more like aggressive. Well, our drummer was a hardcore something drummer. Something you could fight to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Well, they used to rent out these like catering halls yeah. or these like you know lodges, and they would put on their own shows. But our drummer that we had, we didn't have like a guy who had the same sort of background musical background that we had so we had a hardcore drummer that was just fast enough to play all this prog rock yeah. stuff but like couldn't count any of it or anything and, and <laughs> was completely he liked it and, he was and, great too yeah, yeah he was really good and he really tried and he and mm-hmm. he was like willing to like put in the work to get it and he would but, enjoy making fun of us at, at times <laughs> yeah he had a good uh, but it was like just like one. he he didn't he needed to everything had to be spelled out mm-hmm. so there was one and we were we were debating telling the story but you know ever since we had episode 69 like all bets are off yeah. <laughs> so um uh we you know we were foul 16 year old kids and we'd be in my my basement of my dad's house and we'd rehearse and we'd have pizza and then we'd go downstairs and we'd fart and then like my dad would come down to listen to us and he would say things like this room smells like teenage ass <laughs> do you remember that yep um uh, and and we were doing uh, the, the part from Tarkus. Uh, it was like. And he didn't learn that. Okay, so we do. <laughs> are you are you looking through your papers for it? Were you going to sight read it while I, we put? I was. <laughs> and, he has, and he has like papers and a tablet out. He's trying to figure out play the part we played. But anyway, the the drum part for that is. Okay, so here's the so being foul teenagers and our drummer just could not get that rhythm. Yeah. So I what I was like. Uh, ooh, ooh, I love you, baby, because your pussy's so nice. I want that ass. Yeah. Ooh, I love you, baby, so your pussy's so nice. I want that ass. I'm sorry, Band Geek fans. That was very rude of me, but uh, I'm just trying to prove a point. Just a way to get the get, get the it's rhythm without having to like read it off. A it's page. like what you say to children, just without the, the yeah, without the profanity. Curve. Every good boy does fine. Every all I want your baby, but your uh, pussy's nice. Mississippi apple, Mississippi yeah. apple, like that. Diet Coke, Diet Coke, root beer, Diet Soda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to edit that out later. Anyway, well, yeah, we'll put a little. 
Andy's like that Saturday Night Live skit of the guy who who has punchlines to jokes from ten minutes ago. <laughs> this is yeah. Thank you. That, that's how it went, yeah. f- folks. Um, but anyway, getting back to the point of the whole show. Uh, <laughs> we started going to see ELP because um, all those bands were on the touring circuit and the tickets weren't that expensive anymore because they weren't selling they weren't in arenas yeah. so you know I remember like my dad and your dad uh, Graziano was a, was a good they were good sports taking us to these shows they mm-hmm. could not stand you know what I mean like you know your dad liked blues my dad liked R&B yeah. and, and you know ELP is the furthest thing from that but we I think we saw ELP maybe eight times. Wow. Well, because we like every single time they came around, we were there. And let me tell you, life changing, mm-hmm. completely life changing. And to see him do the organ bit where he's rocking oh. on the organ and a little moog ribbon. Go the- look this up on YouTube, but I, I'm going to describe it mm-hmm. to you and from the perspective of a 16 year old. So they're playing and it's cool, right? Because they're all standing there and. I mean, Keith Emerson is is stationary because he's a keyboard player, but his keyboards are about 10 feet away from each other. So he's running, he's spinning. He has like a modular, it's like a giant wall of like a science project synth that he, <laughs> that um, there was one time we went to go see them. Uh, he's every, in the show, he would always do a piano solo. Mm-hmm. It was very, something like very classical sounding or something like ragtimey yeah. sounding, you know, and he, he was doing like this beautiful, like quiet, soft thing and he's. And he's playing, and all of a sudden, in the middle of his solo, the freaking modular synth goes, <laughs> and, and he looked—he he looked like completely thrown by it. He's like, "What? What?" And 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 everybody starts laughing, and he takes his hand off the piano, and he just points to the modular synth like, "Ta-da!" And everybody just went nuts. It, it was—he like worked it in. It was great. Um, <laughs> But the organ bit, his solo. So, you know, he's, he looks cool. He's grooving on. But it's the, he's not like, you know, uh, Eddie Van Halen, like, running across the stage. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, you know, Greg Lake is tied to a microphone the whole night. He's not running around. And Carl Palmer looks great, but he's behind a drum set. Mm-hmm. At one point, a roadie wheels out a Marshall stack and a Hammond L series keyboard. Yeah. That's the one that you had. It's yeah. like the one that I had. Yeah. And he rolls it out and he starts playing, right? Mm-hmm. And then he like stands on it and starts playing. And I'm like, "What the? That's a that's a house organ. You are not to do that to that <laughs> instrument, sir." And then he's but, uh, rocking it. And then he took out a knife. He, he, so starts, he, he, sp- it. he spins it. Then he has these like Nazi knives, <laughs> and he like he spin he, he stabs the the keyboard mm-hmm. to keep notes droning while he spins the thing. He turns the sound on the vi- the power on off to get it to modulate. Then he goes behind. He plays it upside Yo, down. Then he like runs. No, you're missing this part. He runs at it. He goes all the way back. He backs up like 20 <laughs> feet, right? And then he runs full fucking like a, throttle like a at the keyboard and jumps over the keyboard, right? And then pulls it on top of his body on the yeah. floor and then plays Bach oh, upside yeah. down. <laughs> now let me tell you something. Sometimes and this, is, and this is he's been doing this for a while. When we're seeing him, he's got to be at least in his like 50s, maybe. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. Still pulling an organ on himself. Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. We did, we do a song with Blue Oyster Cult called Black Blade, and sometimes I play that Bach thing, and I can't play it right with the you know, right side up. You know, and, and, he, and he was, he had to think upside down, and he's playing it like flawlessly. So that was mind blowing. The music was mind blowing. Now, here's, here's something. Uh, some prog rock bands, they are, Proggy for the sake of like, let's throw in a time signature. Mm-hmm. Let's throw in, you know, a weird scale. Let's throw Wouldn't in. Wouldn't it some... be funny if we did it in nine eight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I always felt that one of the strongest things about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer was the writing. Yeah, it's it like was... all that stuff it didn't seem like they were forcing it. Yeah, it wasn't. It just flowed, and it, and it, I mean, it sounded like it sounded impressive, and it sounded like disjointed sometimes, and like you know, like progressive, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't sound like uh. Why are you going like? Because there, there are some bands like some of like the the, the deeper prog bands. You listen, it's like there's a great band called Egg. They yeah. got some good stuff in there, but they're like that. It's like we have this song, and we even put the time signature in the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's cool, but it's like yeah. yeah I the, mean, with prog rock, it's like the best bands really are the best. Like yeah, ELP's up there. Yes, is right at the top with yep. them. Genesis, the Rush, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, the point is to. 
to do all these things, but make it sound musical mm-hmm. and good. And, you know, ELP is one of those bands that, that do that. And, you know, and another thing is, like, they really embodied prog rock, whereas, like, Yes had this sort of very organic thing mm-hmm. that was, I mean, occasionally there'd be an acoustic guitar, you know, like Travis picking bit in something like, but it was like all Yes songs sound like the Yes sound. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just like this sort of like thing that gels and grew into something very specific. Whereas ELP wear their influences on their sleeve. Like he will throw like a ragtime thing, like yeah, there's four, always- four bars of ragtime. You know what I mean? And even on the albums, they yeah. put like a song as like a break. They put in the... Uh- the Benny the Bouncer or something yeah. like that, just to right. make it a little different. After you just spent like 15 minutes listening to like the opus of the albums, like yeah, All right, give them a breather. They get good programming of the songs like that. I, I mean, ELP. I think to, to the three of us in particular, really, really influenced what like what we did and, and and how we looked at music. And and it's sort of like you know, uh, like just like how I watched the the Dirty Metalhead kids who are 15, 16, 17. Like you know, when you when your favorite band's ELP, you're like, my favorite band's better than yours. And that's all there is to it. Sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wh- what do you like? I like the Chili Peppers. Well, ELP's better than them. You know, like, sorry. They, they just, you know, uh, I like a Pearl Jam. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know? And it, it like, because I think now as adults, we kind of grasp that it, that's not really what it's about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and another thing that I try to explain to, uh, you know, teenagers is that, the older you get, the less you're going to give a shit about your taste. Yeah. Like, you're really not going to care. Like, you're going to be like, all right, what's the gig? All right, what, what do I have to play? And and you're, instead of, like, taking pride from playing songs that you like, you're going to take pride in playing songs that you don't like as best as you can. You're going to play a wedding yeah. in Connecticut on a Sunday, and you're going to have to do Show Me That Smile Again, yeah. the, the extended version, because the bride <laughs> and groom have a dance floor. <laughs> or you're going to play Uptown Funk, and you're going to remember every single cut, and you'll be like, yeah! Yeah. You know what I mean? Please. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't wait till we do, uh, what's that Daft Punk song? Oh, Get Lucky? Get, I was like, I can't wait till we get to do Get Lucky. I love that. And I'm like, what, is, <laughs> what has become of me? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it, that it, it changes. But with with ELP, they, you know, it, I you had that like badge of honor that mm-hmm. that's what you listen to. Yeah, uh, it because, doesn't make the other bands any less. It's just that they have, they're on like another plane altogether. Yeah. And it's very like highly compositional. So it's the way they infused the classical stuff was really really smart. It was other people might take a, just a classical song and just cover it yeah. as it was, as it is, but they would just sneak it in on you, or they would just take a middle part of a song that like you or a piece of music that you would never have heard before. Like if you weren't looking for it, like Janicek, he does that in in uh, in uh, uh, the third song on the first album. What's that song? Knife Edge. Knife Edge. That whole riff is from the, the original song from like the early 1900s. Oh, wow. You hear it on, on, on Trump, it's like, wah, wah, wah. I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, you ripped off the blues Everson. guy. How did he do that? <laughs> um, you know, I was watching, there's a YouTube clip going on, going around that's um, them writing the first uh, impression of Carnival 9. Oh, wow. And it's basically the, the pace of their rehearsals Mm-hmm. is so slow. I couldn't believe it. Like basically like Keith sits there, he on this video, you'll you'll see it if you look it up. He noodles like, you know, he's like noodling that and he just sits there and he's like, "Okay, this is what and he tells the rest of the guys, this is what you're going to play." <laughs> and and then they and then like he sits next to Carl Palmer, right? And he sings the rhythm to him and asks, wants to play, like plays it on the hi-hat for him like, "This is the rhythm you have to play here." And, you know, so he he's like I know they all wrote and like you know Greg wrote the the lyrics and all that stuff but like Greg wrote a good ballad yeah I'm, I mean but you know that's the other thing like if it's not wasn't for Lucky Man like mm-hmm. who would give a shit about all this other great <laughs> stuff like you need that ballad uh-huh. you know yeah, it's a good mix of guys um so that's something worth watching but another influence that we took from um from ELP is and we we did a little experiment once when we were in high school we. Uh, I was at the Cur- I was in the Curtis High School classical guitar ensemble, um, and we were doing Toccata by Leo Brower. By Leo Brower, I remember we tried to we and tried and to and I and it was together. four it was four parts, mm-hmm. and I took them and and instead of getting like my individual part like I usually would, the teacher handed out the score with all four parts, so I I had all of, all of them. Mm. So and I, I was really into like what he would do with one. like Ginistera, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Like was it Toccata? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I was like. Because 
really it even I, has the same name let's try it <laughs> yeah yeah so like really like keith emerson introduced me to classical music because i i didn't like classical music i liked mm-hmm. rock and roll i liked the beatles i liked elvis you know what, what I mean? was nice like, is that the stuff that he was into is very accessible if you're into that kind of music already because it's it's fun. It's different. Like pictures at an exhibition. Jeez, that's like one of the great sounds of all time. But I, I used to go to like you know you're in school. You have to go see a, an orchestra play. And, yeah. and look, look. I recommend if you've never seen an orchestra, go because it's it's an amazing experience. But I used to fall asleep because yeah. I had nothing to latch on to. It just sounded like nice like background music to me. I used to go to music history trips in college. And yeah, the, like Bruckner Symphony. If you try to sit through a Bruckner Symphony, you better bring some uh, some coffee or something. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me. But then we would uh, go oh, see other things. We would right see like, uh, yeah, right, stuff like that. Like regular, like straight up classical. It's like, it's cool, but it's, it's, it doesn't well, hold my attention. Like Keith Emerson and the way they they would take the classical music and arrange it for rock band. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is awesome. Like yeah. I and, and, and then I Great realized like, wait, the music hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this, like the music composition's exactly the same. It's just, he put it in instruments that I like. Mm-hmm. He has synthesizer, uh, distorted guitar, bass, drums. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and, and I got that it. organ. Yeah. That organ. And and that was like my back door into classical music. And then we uh, <laughs> did our own. We took the uh, the Leo Brower Takata and we we actually got through like a good deal of it. I don't think we ever actually like played it out, but at least we tried it. We recorded. It's a recording somewhere of oh, it. No kidding. Um, and because I, I remember, I, I showed it to our teacher, <laughs> and he was like, "This is awesome." Like, it was incidentally the person that sang "Heart of the Sunrise" with us. Yeah, we finally <laughs> got the balls to do it in front of people. Um, no, but what he liked is that instead of just like taking the assignment and say, "Okay, this is what we have to pl-, like," I I tried to internalize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I put it in 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 a language I could understand. Um, that that got me into classical, and the the, the thing that like sealed the deal because like I I like classical music a lot now. The thing that sealed the deal for me was in college when my teacher showed me the Requiem Mass for the first time ever, oh, yeah. and we're in a room and he's playing it, and there's all these like people that don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And he played it, mm-hmm. and and this is like really stodgy sort of professor, and I and, and like he's playing it, and I go. This is fucking heavy, <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> <laughs> so, and. And I did like I did another uh, version of that, all guitars. Nice. I did, um, you know, on 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 our album, we did uh, like we always do a two part invention. On one, we did mm-hmm. mo- like like now I like to throw in a little classical music on on the albums here or there. Um, you but, ever heard of Tony McAlpine? You know him, uh, McAlpine. Yeah, yeah. He 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 always puts he plays piano too. It's so like on all of his albums, he's got like a Chopin, like one of the Chopin pieces. Yeah, one of those guys that's annoyingly talented. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. To, um, don't want to stray too far off the subject, but Rudy Sarzo was telling me a story about he was walking around the uh, the Nam show with Tony uh, McAlpine, who looks like a like he has like a mohawk and looks like a, just a total fucking punk. You know what I mean? Uh, and they go to like you know the Young Chang booth, the Nam show, and Tony McAlpine sits on the piano, and they see some like rep running over to say, "Don't touch the yeah. piano!" And he starts playing like this gorgeous like you know virtuosic piece, and the guy was like, oh. "Never mind." You know what I mean? Proceed. He's, but um, he's good. <laughs> so you know, we saw Keith a bunch of times. I got to meet him at the Nam show once. Oh, he was a really cool. nice guy. Um, the 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 really upsetting thing uh, about this whole situation is that he took his own life. Yes, and the reason was was internet trolling, which really like bums me out. Mm-hmm. I mean, not being not being able to like there are things that that I used to be able to play that I can't play. You know, like I'm 36 now. Like my some of my dexterity is, is going. You know what I mean? And you know, maybe I'm not practicing enough or whatever. But he had nerve damage. Mm-hmm. Couldn't he physically couldn't? I move. mean, you watch. There's a video of I think it's the Rainbow concert from the 70s, like 74 or mm-hmm. something like that. And he's doing like his piano solo, and he's playing. You know, like the uh, the middle of. Of take a pebble, he's doing that, but at like a really breakneck speed, and like soloing over it, and he's changing keys, and he's playing all this stuff, and it goes on. It's like a ten minute solo where he's playing that fast. Yep. So picture that doing that every night for years, you get some nerd average. Yeah, it, you know, and they're just come. I mean, he couldn't do it, and and he would play, and it wouldn't be perfect, and people would would shit on him online, yeah, and he would read all understand. of it. Like, you know... I mean, shit, it never stopped Greg Lake. <laughs> he stopped being able to sing a very long time ago. Yeah, but it's... Uh, look, 
you go to see your favorite bands. Yeah. They're in their 60s. They're in their 70s. Like, what can you really expect? Time, yeah. you know, time is like the great equalizer or whatever. It's, you know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to catch up to all the people that we love, too. Yeah. Like, I'm going to see, I just got, I just managed to, to back into free maiden tickets for next week. Yeah. So I'm going to go see them. I'm sure they're still really great, but I mean, they're getting up there. They're going to be like 60s pretty soon, and they play the kind of music that I. Can you picture an 80 year old playing no. maiden? Can, I mean, have you guys ever trolled a, a performance video on the internet? No. I don't even know what you're talking about. I used to, What's you, troll? Trolling's when you look at a video and you're like, oh, this guy sucks. He fucked up at yeah. two minutes and 10 seconds. Oh, that's disgraceful. Shouldn't be playing anymore. It's like you say all these terrible, mean things to people. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever written a nasty comment on a performance video ever. Yeah. If, you know what? If I don't like it, I just click on something else. When I was 15, I used to go into the AOL chat rooms and argue with people about who sucks and stuff, but that's different. You know, it wasn't like, you, yeah, you hey, you, jump off a bridge, you suck. Yeah, I mean, now, like, that's the other ed- edge of that, like, being able to get in touch with your fans. Mm-hmm. It, it's now not, they let you know what they think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- I've, I, I wrote one bad thing on YouTube once, and, and I'll tell you what it was. Um, a friend of mine, a singer, did a show at uh he taught lessons at a school somewhere like like we all well me and andy did and and they had their recital and you know it's a bunch of rock songs and and you do you know you have the kids play guitar on this song bass on this song and the drums and and you have teachers help them out so my friend was singing on the songs he was doing like you know i want to know have you ever seen the ring or like you know i can't get no satisfaction like like every like little song they would do and 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 there was like and they must have sold a DVD to the parents. Well, one parent took this DVD and edited it just for all like the blunders or bloopers that this guy made. Oh no! Right? And would like have captions under it, like like every time he would like make up a word or he would stumble on something, he would like comment on it, like <laughs> like you know, you know, L-O-L-F-L. when I'm driving in my mind and a man in the radio, he would like he would like transcribe that and put like question marks on it, like. Uh. And I, I wrote this scathing thing to this guy. <laughs> I said, you got some fucking balls like doing this. Yeah, I, was yeah. like, I was like, I know this person. He's a really talented guy. He's busting his ass to try to help the kids. So he made a few mistakes. So he's performing. You know what? You're supposed to teach kids to perform. You don't want the kids to stand there like lumps. You want you, That's the whole experience. Mm-hmm. You, the kids, they got to be up there with adults who are rocking out or else they're going to think, oh, I'm supposed to go on stage and stand there like, you know, like Robert Fripp or something or sit there. For- <laughs> <laughs> to embrace approximation. So I, I got really angry at that. But that's the only time I ever trolled yeah, yeah. anybody. And I felt like that guy really deserved Somebody it. to take it to heart and then do something like that about no. it. But but you weren't really trolling the uh, person in the video. You were contr- you were complaining to the person that edited that video. Yeah, so that it's a little the, bit different. That was like a controller. the cruelest things I've ever seen. Yeah. But really that's not like really trolling, that's just like you know It's like bullying. Person. I mean like really you know, I, I know that we put these people on pedestals and you know, I know that we buy their records and pay for their concert tickets and, and we and, and you know, as fans, we do provide a nice life for a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of people. You know? Um, you you give me fame and fortune and everything that goes with it. I thank you all, as Freddie Mercury would say. Um, but it's been no bed of roses. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can just keep saying the lyrics of We Are the <laughs> no Champions. No pleasure cruise. Yeah, no pleasure cruise. Uh, but um, really, yeah, a lot of a lot of celebrities don't read comments. Mm-hmm. But, Probably with good reason. <laughs> but if they do, do you really want to be that guy? Yeah. You know, like seriously, like I hate to make this like a PSA, but <laughs> don't troll. Just if you don't like it, just click off of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's it. Like don't, you know, don't co- comment on something you do. Like let's. I just wish everybody would be positive about things, especially mm-hmm. music, because we're peace just, and love, man. Yeah, we're just trying to express ourselves and be creative and entertain people. We're trying to make people happy. That's it. Like we've, it's a hard life being a musician because not a lot of people are successful at it. It's hard to make money, and we've chosen to like we we like trying to make people happy and and being creative. And you know, it's like we could have done other things and made more money doing that, but we don't. We do this, and you know, like don't give people shit for doing that. That's a Especially nice thing. Especially when do. they've made like the classics of all time. Yeah, like Keith Emerson did Carnival Nine. Yeah, and Tarkus and such. 
No, yes, did close to the edge. Like these are like all time greats that will be remembered long after a lot of the stuff from that era. Like, mm-hmm. like when they go back and listen to it, like I read an article recently about people rediscovering it. And it's like, wow, this stuff really was. It still sounds fresh. I saw a future music from the past, man. I, I saw an hilarious meme. Um, it was, it was like some like teenage kid. Uh, and, and they were holding like you know yes and a Genesis album and a, and a Rush album or whatever, and he was going like, "What type of dream theater is this?" Because <laughs> like you know, it's like dream theater is the only reference for prog rock. It's like you know that's it. And you know, going back like, wow, I've never heard this dream theater. Which is <laughs> there's another funny one where it was like, uh, it was a, it was a Getty Lee one. It's like Getty Lee plays bass, plays keyboards with his feet and his hands, and sings. And does the, he goes, "Tell me how, tell me again how talented you know so and so is." I mean, yeah, I just I'm not gonna harp on the on the whole trolling thing. I mean, we've I've discussed it with when we had Bumblefoot on. Um, so I know a lot of musicians listen to this. I mean, if if you could if you have the stomach to take. Criticism constructively, then go by all means read your reviews. <laughs> but if if you don't, then like you know, st- stay away. Hopefully, you're not popular enough where people will actively try to like post mean stuff about you. There's some classic. Stay guy. under the radar enough where people are generally happy for you. There's some <laughs> classical guy. I don't know. Uh, Bach, Beethoven, someone. <laughs> they said. Uh, they said they never built a statue for a critic. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So there you go. And a lot of these people were not really valued in their own lifetimes. So it'll take that sounds a while. like a list. Yeah. List? Uh, He's list, not here yet. List. List. F list. 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 He's not here yet. <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, I, anybody else want to add anything about, you know, personal stuff about Keith Emerson? Because I, I feel like we've really, you know, it's a guy that really ch- changed the course of our young mm-hmm. lives and shaped us into the adults we are, I think. I think that uh, everybody should go and get a copy of, I think it's called the EL, Welcome Back, the ELP story. And it's like a, sort of like an audio documentary. They play little clips of some of the songs, the history and everything. And they're talking about brain salad surgery, about the cover. and Geiger. The, the Geiger painting. The original painting has, you know, it's the lady's face. Yeah. The original painting has like this, alien-looking pee-pee thing right under it. <laughs> Trying to keep it PG here. And that was supposed to be the original cover, so they ended up having to airbrush well, it out. Brain salad surgery Right, is. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, so they had to airbrush it out, and in the interview and in, in the, in the thing, he's going, hey, we, but we wanted it in. He's like, we, had to, we stuck up for the penis. <laughs> so go get that. It was Spinal him, Tap. Hear him say that. It was a Spinal Tap moment. It it'll make you. Wasn't a video, too? What's wrong with being sexist? We used to, you and I used to get together and watch we had, two videos. We had, we had the, the Yes story. story and the ELP uh, Legends Return or Return to the Manticore or something like that. Or it was, it, there was, there was but like the a yes, VHS. The Yes one we saw, I used to watch that religiously. Yeah. That was, that was just... The worst. <laughs> so um, we we were a few a few months back. We did uh, Starship Trooper from Yes, and we've been really overwhelmed by the reaction that the, our Band Geek fans had. Like it has like it's over like ten thousand views on YouTube, uh, which is odd because I thought nobody likes prog rock, but I guess that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to attempt. Attempt <laughs> to do an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer song. Um, we were going to do two, but then we all had a little group text message thing. We're like, no, fuck that. We're going to do one because this is too hard. And, you know. I said, sweet Lord, thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so we're going to attempt to do one. and I can uh, barely play one. Yeah, I hope you like it. Uh, before we do, let's uh, just. Uh, just imagine, too, by the way, we were talking about being together as, as kids, too. This is what we. This was our big opening number. For like just about every show that we did after that, I, in, I really in, feel like there's been a different ze- key. I really feel like there's been zero growth because <laughs> it's what twenty something years later, and we're still doing this song in my basement. Yeah, <laughs> and it's still as, as still probably not going to sound particularly good. Rick Wakeman says the egg. We didn't. We weren't astute enough to realize we get to the same point. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna show how we you know have true Arrested Development, 
Um, we're in my basement passing gas and playing the ELP songs. And uh, and before we get started, um, please continue to support Band Geek. Uh, go on, you know, uh, iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, like and subscribe. And you know, leave your comments. We love the comments; they're great. It lets people know. As long as they're nice comments, (laughs) don't troll us. No, no. You know what? I I can, I can take it. Go ahead. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, the uh, you know, leave comments because you basically, if you love Band Geek and you think more people should know about it, like that's how they'll know. They'll look and they'll see. Oh, these guys aren't a bunch of jerks just talking about music. They're musicians and they have uh, interesting things or you know, stupid things to say. Well, things to say. Yeah, things. Um. And uh, also, you can give us some monetary support, which we love, uh, by going to our Amazon link. And that's very easy to do. Before you do any of your Amazon shopping, go to riotcast.com slash Amazon. At the top of the page, you'll see an Amazon oh, banner. Slash Bang Geek. Oh, I said, shit. Let's do that again. Do over. <laughs> um, before, you go, before you go to do your Amazon shopping, go to riotcast.com slash Geek. And at the top of the page, hit the Amazon banner. That takes you to the Amazon website, and you do your shopping like normal. Uh, the only difference is a small percentage of your purchase will go to supporting our show, and it helps us keep going, which means uh, helps me buy pizza for the guys every once in a while. Now, is that at additional cost? To no, the- it doesn't cost you anything extra. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, and you know that helps us tremendously, so please keep doing that. So everybody, um, I uh, I have to get into sort of a precarious position to do this. Um, Where's your double neck? You know well, he's going with the old fashioned double neck. I I saw a picture of Mike Rutherford on on Facebook. I I, I belong to a Rickenbacker user group, and uh and he has like two Rickenbackers duct taped together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look Herbie and put on a couple straps. Speaking of speaking of which, I mean a guy like Rick Nielsen. What is his like? What is his back like? Playing five six neck guitars. I think he only does it for like one song. It's just just for it's just real quick in and out. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I when, when I when we play with them, you know, I think I had that derpy moment where I go up to the tech and he's like changing strings on that. And I'm like, hey, that must take a while. He's like, oh yeah, like you know, uh, yeah, like, yeah m- more cowbell asshole. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> Aren't you the cowbell guy? Yeah. And, and the, doesn't the bass player have that like uh, twelve string bass or something? Yeah, too? eight strings and twelve strings. So many strings. Too many strings. Uh, okay, so let me put this on. Let's do this. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass, there's a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart Rest assured, John, get your money's worth Greatest show in heaven, hell or earth You gotta see the show It's a dynamo You gotta see the show It's rock and roll Oh, right before your eyes We can laugh it from skies Then he laughs until he cries Then he dies, then he dies Come inside, the show's about to start Guaranteed to blow your head apart You gotta see the 
Paul and Guillotine What a scene, what a scene If you fall and stand Will you please extend a hand To an example's ragtime band Dixieland, Dixieland